Christ is Lord this morning. Amen. You know, I got up early this morning, and I want to tell you some good news that I, that I figured out this morning. Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. He's still the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a good hand this morning. Amen. He has, he has not been dethroned, and there is nothing that can dethrone him. And so as long as we know he's there, he ever lives to make intercession for the saints, for you and I, for God's perfect will in your life today. Amen. And I believe that you're going to walk this week in the absolute perfect will of God for your life. Amen. All right, you can be seated this morning. It's great to have you with us. One of just a couple of reminders uh, that are, uh, we want to get out to you today. One is next weekend. Don't forget, we set our clocks back. Um, and uh, so uh, this service will be at 7.30, but actually it'll still be 8.30. How much fun is that? Amen. But uh, yeah, yeah, yay, right? But uh, anyways, uh, so that will be next uh, Saturday night. You'll do that with your clocks. Also want to remind you about uh, Wednesday evening that we're teaching through the book of Revelation, which is going exceptionally well. Uh, we had a great class this last uh, week, and we're going to be digging in uh, the following week. Of course, I'll send out a text about what you need to read before you come. And uh, so if you're not part of our text messaging, I uh, want to encourage you to get into that, be part of that. Um, we're using that as an opportunity for prayer requests from folks. Um, we send out a weekly, hey, what's going on? How can we pray for you kind of a deal? And uh, we definitely pray. Our staff meets on uh, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and we pray together and uh, call out many of those things that you guys let us know about. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too with that is we also put out announcements of things that would be coming up. And so we just want to keep you informed. It's just our way of communicating so uh, if you're not part of that there's opportunity to be able to do that and uh, you can either fill out a guest card in the back of your seat and make sure we get your cell number or um, and uh, we're not soliciting we're not selling that stays here in our ministry uh, but we're grateful that we have uh, that kind of a communication resource available to us amen then a tuesday night el alion is going to be doing their uh uh, Trunked Treat uh, over in uh, on the north side of Breckenridge, and uh, it's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great time there, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And that starts at what six? Is that what six to eight? Six to eight. And uh, so, anyways, and one other thing, just if you could be praying. Yesterday, um, Kathy Thigpen, Grandma Kathy, was going to get in her vehicle, and her knee popped, and so she's home with a brace on her knee right now. And so, let's just pray that. They figure out what's going on, amen, and for a quick recovery, all right? And I uh, just ask you to be praying for that. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings at this time. If you need an offering envelope, uh, the ushers have those. And uh, if you're doing cash, uh, you want to use those envelopes for that. If you're doing uh, checks, AGC, uh, of course, there's information on the screen behind me about where you can give. Uh, online praise the lord i don't know what we do without our media team right what a blessing amen and uh, all of the the audio visual folks that help us do uh what we do praise the lord um you know we when we come to this point in the service and i've seen it happen so many times folks disconnect and uh, it goes from worship to well it's time to give and look worship is giving too it's 
It's us giving of ourselves to the Lord, saying, God, we honor. Worship me is about service. It's our, our reasonable worship, our reasonable service to the Lord. It's bowing down and, and humbling ourselves before the Lord. Giving is just as much a part of worship as anything else that we do. And uh, because we're honoring the Lord and his blessings in our lives, and we're grateful for everything that God has blessed us with. How many of you are grateful you got a place to live? Amen. A vehicle that you could drive here in today. You were able to buy gasoline to put in that vehicle. Hallelujah. Amen. Your tire didn't blow out. Thank God this week no deer were hit that I know of anyways. And, uh, you know, so listen, we thank God for his faithfulness to our lives and for God's provision and protection um, over the things that he has blessed us with. So as we get ready to give today, let's worship the Lord. Why don't you stand with me if you would. Father, we come before you. And we bring, as your word says, we bring our tithes and offerings before you. We say, Lord God, praise you from whom all blessings flow. We praise you as your people here below, Lord God. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father God, for your many blessings in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you continue to watch over us, regardless of what's happening in the economy, regardless of what's happening in our circumstances. Lord, you're with us, and we're grateful that you're with us, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, and all those agreed said, amen. All right, let's bring our tithes and offerings forward. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. may be seated. If you would uh, open your Bibles to the book of um, Hebrews with me and uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, we're going to dig right in um, to Hebrews chapter 11. I didn't get to finish this last week and uh, I don't know if I'll get to finish it this week but it's okay. We're going to be just fine. Um, 
Hebrews 11.1, uh, when you have it, say amen. All right, now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. The Moffat translation of verse 1 here says, Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. Let me read that again. Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not, what we do not see. The Amplified Version, I believe we have that on the screen there for you. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And I love that last part of that, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we entitled this message that's called Unlocking Your Faith. And we shared last week with you about how that, the way that we unlock our faith is first of all, we gotta figure out what the locks are that are holding our faith back. And then we need to find the right keys to deal with that. And uh, so I shared with you last Sunday about one of those locks that can get in our life is uncertain hope, where we're just not sure, uh, even though we might, we, might, we, we, we might say we hope, we're still we'll do something or, or not, which really speaks into our understanding of the character and nature of God. Um, Dr. Hagen said it like this, faith begins where the will of God is known. When we know what God's will is, then we know what belongs to us. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in Christ, that if we ask anything according to his will, then we know we have what we asked for, the petition that we've asked for, that there is a confidence that comes from knowing the one you're asking, Right? That you understand that you, you, you're coming knowing the one you're asking what his will already is, what he has already spoken. So hope becomes extremely important in our understanding. If we have uncertain hope, then we're just not sure. We're, we, we, we wish more than we really have biblical hope because we wish it would come to pass, but we're not sure it's going to come to pass. And I've had that happen at the altar before and uh, praying for someone, and I said to them, you know, is, is God going to answer your prayer? And they said, well, I hope so. Well, see, when you say, I hope so, that means then you're wondering about the character of God or the will of God in this situation, whether he will actually do what, we just, what he just said he would do. So you probably heard this story before, but there was this guy that lived up in his family. They lived in the hills of the UP. You know, and so, you know, in, in the UP, you can get into some pretty remote places and uh, where you think you hear banjo music, right? I mean, it's just way, you can get way out there in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, this guy had never been to town. He'd never taken his family to town. They had lived out in the sticks and, you know, and, and were enjoying life. But someone had stopped by their place one time and said, we'd like to take you to town. And so he said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. And he got his family loaded into the, this individual's truck. They drove to town, and when they get to town, they're kind of just showing them around the different places, and there's a general store there. So 
they say, let's go into this general store. Well, while they're in the general store, and it's a colder time of year in the Upper Peninsula, and uh, while, while they're in this general store, the wife of the store owner says, Henry, it's cold in here. And so Henry goes, all right, I'll fix that, and walks over to the wall and puts his finger on the thermostat, and he moves the little slider to the right. And all of a sudden, the room starts to get warmer. Well, this man and his family from up in the UP, he looks at his wife, and he says, Sarah, we need one of those. He said, how much is that? He says, it's $20. He says, I got $20 right here. I want one of those for my house. So he buys that thermostat. He takes it home, screws it into the wall, slides the slider up to 75 degrees, and he waits. And here's what he says. It don't work. I must have got a bad one. Goes back to town the next week and says, look, you, got, you sold me a dud. This thing does not work. He said, no, it works. He said, did you check the furnace? He says, we don't have a furnace. I, bought, I didn't know I needed a furnace. I thought I only needed that. He said, no, you, got to have a therm- you have to have a furnace to go with the thermostat. Now, here's how this plays out. So the thermostat is our hope. It's what sets the environment, it's what we're expecting the environment to get to. All right? Faith, without faith, it's impossible. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it doesn't matter how much hope you have because it will not work unless hope is directing that faith. Faith has to be there. So faith is the furnace. And when we look at how we're believing God and how we're trusting God and and how we're putting our faith to work, we have to realize that hope plays a very important role because when we, so in your home, and I'm sure you do this, if the environment is not right in your home, you go over to the thermostat and look at the thermostat, right? And if the thermostat, if you don't like what it's set at, then you change what it's set at. So if you're wanting, you know, whatever, 70 degrees or 75 degrees or 68 is what we set ours to in the winter, but uh, if you don't like where it's at, then you're going to put it up. If you're too hot, you're going to lower it down. But realize that that's just your hope at work. See, but what it does is, is it gives you something to tell you where you're going. It gives you, it gives you a, in, in the midst of having still a room that's not changed, an environment that is still the same, or could we say it like this, circumstances that are still the same, it's what's happening on that thermostat that is telling you this is where you're going to get to if everything is working right, okay? So you turn that up, what does it do? It sends a signal into your furnace, which is your faith, and faith is released into that environment. Energy is being, cr- pr- being produced in that faith that's actually changing the environment. 
Now, you walk over to your thermostat in your house, and you put up, let's say it's, it's 60 degrees, and you put it up to 65. Does it instantly turn over to 65 degrees? Like, boom, there it is. No, it takes time, right? You have to be, but you trust that what's happening is working. And you will get to what you're hoping for. Right? So you, you set it and you leave it. And you wait patiently for everything to do what it's supposed to do. And 10 minutes later, if you've set it right and it's still not up to the temperature you set it at, you don't go, it's not working. It's not happening. And start fidgeting with everything. If it, look, if, you're, if, you are, if you've set it, you have hope. If your furnace is running, then faith is at work and eventually it will get you to the circumstances that you are believing for. Now, you cannot run that furnace without fuel. You cannot. I mean, you know, I have propane tanks at my house to run that fuel. So uh, you, a lot of you have gas lines into your house. Some of you might have electric. It's not, there are not a lot of electric heaters in Michigan, but, but uh, they, they, you'll have some kind of a line running in that, that causes that to burn. Without the fuel... It doesn't matter how big the faith is or the furnace is because it's just going to sit there dormant until fuel is put into it. If fuel is put into it and the thermostat is set, then what's going to happen? We're going to have heat. That's going, we're going to have energy that's being released into the house. Or we're going to, now stay with me, we're going to have the power to change the circumstances. We have the power to change the, thermos, the, 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 the circumstances. It may take a little while, but we believe that because of our experiences with the faith and with the furnace and with the thermostat that all of that will produce what it needs to produce. So we, we, we set that thermostat. If we have fuel going into that furnace, you say, well, what's the fuel? The fuel is the word of God. Because faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. I love how that reads in the book of Romans. It doesn't say faith might come. It says faith comes, which once again is an attribute of the character of God. If he says he's going to show up, he's going to show up. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do you fuel the furnace of your faith? You have to have the furnace, you have to fill, you have to have the right fuel running into it. And that fuel is the faith that you believing what the word of God is saying. Believing and speaking. There's an output to faith. Everybody say output. There's an output to faith. Faith without works is dead, Okay. Faith without, so if a furnace, no matter how much fuel is available, is not working, guess what? It's dead. And you could fiddle with the thermostat all you want to, but it isn't going to change a thing because the, the faith is, your furnace is dead. 
Now, you've got to figure out why it's dead, but, but you know, what's going on with it. But, but here, and that's where we study and we, we, we grow in the Word. As we're putting the Word into our lives, we're putting the right fuel. You say, well, Pastor, you know, I've got my hopes set for a miracle, and I mean, I've got my thermostat set high. I, I'm, I, I, I really, I know what God can do, and I've got it set high, and, uh, and, 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 and I'm saying with my mouth, I believe I receive that in Jesus' name, but here's the thing. Just because you're saying that you believe it in Jesus' name doesn't mean you're fueling the furnace with what it needs to run. Because all this, because the word of God and God are one, and because that furnace only works with faith. You know, it's like people tell me, well, I, it, it's like the guy Gary that my friend, he said, uh, hey man, I'm believing God for healing. I've got Bell, Bell's palsy. I don't know, you know, what to do. And I says, well, what, you know, I said, so what are you doing? He says, well, I'm, we're trust, we're believing God. I said, oh, you are? He said, yeah. I said, what verses are you standing on? He said, I don't know, are there any verses I can stand on? Now, most of you, because you go to this church, you're taught in the Word. So I'm, when I tell you there are you know, verses to stand on, you probably know verses to stand on. But the question is, are you hearing those things that you need to be hearing, which is the Word of God, because that's where faith comes from, or are you hearing all kinds of other stuff? Because stuff is talking. I said stuff is talking. Your body talks to you. The people around you talk to you. Your doctor talks to you, right? Your specialist talks to you. The newspaper talks to you. The media talks to you, right? There's all kinds of things that are coming at you. But only, listen now, faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I have, look, I can have this say, well, I'm trusting God, I'm believing God. And, and if I'm not putting the word, you say, well, then, Pastor, that almost sounds like it's works. No, it's not works. It's because I realize that the only way to get output is I got to put in the right input. And it's silly for me to think I'm going to have a different outcome if I'm putting in the wrong income. Now, there's one thing I didn't talk to you about, and that's uh, if you know anything about furnace systems, there's one thing that can cause problems for you even if you have fuel and you have a furnace, faith, and you have a thermostat. And that's called the regulator. That's the regulator. And the regulator is usually, it's outside. It's usually not in the house. You know, when you, when you do your propane tanks for your barbecue, if, uh, you know, when you turn that, you turn that on, and, and if, if that regulator is plugged up, right, you could pull the tank up and go, well, I've got gas, I've got fuel, but why don't I have any fire? Why isn't anything working right? Because the regulator isn't right. Let me tell you about what that regulator does. That regulator keeps the gas from just blowing through there and blowing up, right? It regulates it out at a steady pace to the system so that the system will run right. You say, well, what is the regulator? It's love. 
It's love. Because your Bible tells you in the book of uh, Galatians 5, 6, faith works by love. So let me, let, me, let me put it in context. If that regulator is plugged up with, I'm not sure God loves me, even though I might be putting the word in and I might have the furnace for faith, and I might have all the hope in the world set to 90 degrees and really, you know, I'm wanting this, but I'm still going to go back to that regulator if that regulator's plugged up and I don't know who I am and what I have and what I can do, that regulator will not get the flow that it should get. And if it's not getting the flow, the furnace won't fire, and if the furnace doesn't fire, the environment will not change. You'll be stuck with the same circumstances Does that make sense to everybody? So see, that regulator becomes extremely important because that's your identity. That regulator is what tells you as that's coming through, it keeps that flow moving the right direction. It keeps that flow moving at a steady pace in like it's supposed to. If it gets plugged up, so you get in a place where now you're questioning, does God really love me? I mean, I've had people... You know, they say, well, I believe in God for a miracle. And I say, okay, does God love you? Well, I, I, I think he does. Well, thinking he does isn't going to be enough. I got to know that he loves me. I mean, you know, and, and so I've even said back to folks, I've said, well, look, how much, what would it take for God to prove that he loves you? What would it take? I mean, what do you have to have happen to you to know that someone loves you. You say, well, I need him to tell me. Okay, Lord God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So obviously telling you isn't going to be enough. Right? We base love not just on what people say to us, but what people do to us. What people do to us. You know, believing God truly is a, is a very simple process. It really is. It's putting the right input in, getting the right word in your life, having the right identity, understanding who we are in Christ, what Christ has done for us, knowing that once we put that in. You know, the thing is, we have faith and we have the capacity. Everybody say capacity. All right? So, like, I, my furnace in my home is built, is put in there, to deal with the capacity of my home, all right? It's not too small, and it, you don't want too big, or it'll do weird stuff to your system. So you, I have within me the capabilities, the capacity to believe God for miracles. You have that in you already. It's there. If you're fueling it with the right stuff, with the Word of God, then that furnace will fire off right in your life, and it will eventually reach wherever you've set your hope. You just got to be patient. Patient, excuse me. You have to be patient. Listen to this now again, this passage out of, out of, out of um, Hebrews where he talks about in the Amplified. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, whatever that thermostat is set at, being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real fact 
what is not revealed to the senses. So if I'm in a room and things aren't, haven't changed yet, that doesn't mean they're not going to change. And it would be wrong for me to go over to the thermostat and start, start tearing the system out because it hasn't reached the circumstances that I'm believing for. I've got to let it do its work. I've got to let it do its work, and that's what faith does. So a couple of thoughts with this that I just challenge you about this morning. How much time are you spending in the Word? And when I say in the Word, I don't just mean doing your daily Bible reading. I'm talking about meditating in the verses that God has spoken. Listen to what God said about His Word. He said that in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, when he was talking with Joshua, he said, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night that you will observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then you'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So what did he just tell him to do? If you want success and you want to prosper, you've got to do what the Word says to do. The only way you'll be able to do what the Word says to do is, is that you're going to have to put that Word in your mouth, and you need to make sure. The only way you'll do that is by making sure that you don't let it depart from your sight. Keep that Word in your mouth. Keep speaking it. Keep saying it. Keep speaking over yourself. And not just, I'm believing God. That's not what I'm talking about. I want you to go verbatim what God has in His Word Lord, you, uh, Matthew 8, 17, Lord, you sent your word and Lord, you gave us, you came for us, you carried away our sicknesses and diseases. This sickness and disease does not belong in my body because you already carried this away from me. Amen. I was in a service uh, uh, Friday night. I was talking to a young man He's been diagnosed, he's only, I think he might have been 19 years old, diagnosed with uh, nine tumors in his throat, all on nine tumors. And, uh, and you could just see that, you know, that there was fear that was there. His sister was sitting with him, and I mean, you could just tell they, they, that he was concerned, and rightfully so. And I said, so I was just talking to him and listening to what he had to say, and I said, and have they determined these are cancers? And he said, yes, they've determined they are cancer. And I said, well, here's the word I've got from you, in, and I want to just encourage you with, is, is that, and of course, Matthew 8, 17 is one of those verses. He carried away your diseases and carried away your sickness. This is a disease. You, don't, you should not have this in your body. Doesn't belong. And so I, I said, I didn't pray with him. I just spoke the word to him. And I says, I just want to encourage you as you're standing on the word of God that you're going to trample on tumors. You're going to trample on tumors. And, uh, and I said, I don't, this is not going to take you out. I'm just going to tell you right now. I could tell he had, you know, I don't tell everybody that, but it, but I could tell he, his faith was right. You can tell when somebody has, when, they, when their faith is rising. And I said, you're going you're gonna to get, this, this is going to go away. You're going to get past it. It's all going to be okay. And whatever, however you choose to go through this, I'm just telling you, you're going to trample on tumors. Jesus, or Isaiah was said it like this. 
that he said, as the rain comes, he said, God spoke and said, my words are not your words. Listen, my words are not your words. So if you're putting the wrong words into the furnace, the furnace will not work. He said, my words are the ones that work, okay? So he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, because with my words, think about this now, with my word is my thought. You know, when God says something, he has his thought involved in what he said. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My word, so here's how I'm going to give you my thoughts and my ways. I'm going to show you exactly how that happens for you. He said, as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, it doesn't return. It waters the earth. It makes it to bring forth and to bud, to give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. He said, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not come back to me empty. It will not return back. It will produce the outcome it's supposed to produce. He said, it will not return to me empty. And then he goes on. Psalm 101, the Lord, all that is within me, bless his holy name, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. Whatever's going on there, whatever battles I'm having, I don't, you, you say, yeah, but I, you know, I've done this to myself. That's why I have this problem. Well, look, if Jesus paid for your sin, because that's stuff you did, and he paid for your sickness because you did stupid stuff to your body, you don't have to earn the right to be healed or do you have to earn the right to be saved? Glory to God. So is your thermostat set. Where are we going here? Maybe you're wondering about where is the love? Where is does God really care that much about me? You do not listen to me now. You do not have to earn anything from God. He already made the choice to do what he's done. Provision's already been made. Hallelujah. we're not measuring see that's the danger of all of this is and the devil and our flesh will really do this to us to think that we measure our healing by what we do 
instead of we measure our healing by what Jesus did. If you could have healed yourself by doing the right things, you would have already done it. You're healed because you believe what the Word of God says, and you're standing on that Word. So, you know, you set the thermostat of your life. I'm believing God for healing, a miracle. Now what do I do? You stand. And having done all to stand, you just keep standing and you keep saying, and you don't change. And when you're standing, what are you doing? You're making declaration of what God has already said. You're not going over the whole system and going, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I had an individual I was praying for, uh, and I, 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 got, I got in their face about it. One, they just caught me at the wrong time. But, uh, and they, were, they said, well, I'm believing God. And I said, no, you're not. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. He does it for others. I'm not sure he'll do it. Because your regulator's busted. Bad fuel. Plugs a regulator up, right? Bad fuel. The fuel's dirty. So you can't be running faith through, you can't be running the word of God through your life with some other stuff. Your old traditional doubt and unbelief garbage that you've had in your life. It don't run, you can't keep running that through that regulator because it's just going to keep plugging the regulator up. I want to run the cleanest fuel I can run, amen? Hallelujah. I want to run the cleanest stuff through my system the pure, unadulterated, unchanging Word of God. And even if my head goes, well, I don't know if I even understand that. doesn't matter what my head thinks about it. Faith doesn't come from the head. It comes from the heart. Your head's always going to tell you stuff and say stuff and think stuff and try to take you away. Your head's still tied to your carnal body. you got to keep renewing your head all the time. Amen, Pastor. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand up with me if you would. So let's, let's, you know, let's do a technical thing here and let God help us, okay? You say, well, I, I'm believing, Pastor, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, I'm struggling, okay? I'm struggling in this. So let's, let's do the first thing. Where's your thermostat set? Second thing. Let's go down in the basement or in the closet or wherever that's at in your life and let's look at that furnace. Is it running? Is it running? Is it working? Say, well, no. No, it's not coming on. Let's go out to the fuel, to the regulator, and let's check that. Let's see what's going on. I'm assuming this is the process that you guys go through. Something. I know you have a lot more equipment than to do this, but let's check, let's check the flow. What's the flow like? Oh, yeah, I can see there's, a, there's an issue there. What kind of fuel are you running into it? Something, something, what's going on there? Are you putting the word into your life? Are you really spending time in the word over your, especially what you're believing God for, especially what you're standing in faith with for? I mean, do you got verses up on your mirror about your kids or about your health or 
You know, do you have stuff you're keeping in your car that's in front of you all the time that every time doubt tries to get into your brain that you're just making a declaration of exactly what God said? Because you know how you need clean fuel running through your system. Does your regulator need clean doubt? Or do you need a new one? Do you need to see that God loves you so much? We come to God from a place of love, not to get his love, for him to show us he loves us. We're already there, man. We're already there. Let's fire the fuel. Amen? Let's fire it in the faith system. Let's get it all moving the right direction because that's the way you change your circumstances. And having done all, now we stand because we know the system works. Amen? Bow your heads with me for just a moment. So Holy Spirit, I just ask you, Lord, I know that everybody here has a different story, has different experiences they're dealing with, Lord God, different struggles that they're facing right now. And Father, I just pray today, Lord God, we have to have hope. We have to have hope, Lord. We have to, we have to set our hope at a level. You said hope delayed, hope deferred, Lord, makes the heart sick. It makes our... We are, the whole system, our heart fails because of a lack of hope. Father God, we set our, high, our hopes high because they're set in Christ Jesus who sits at the right hand of, in heaven for us, Lord, as our advocate. Lord, our hope is set as an anchor of our soul, as it said in Hebrews 6. Lord, we, we're secure in you. Father, I just pray that by divine revelation today, tomorrow, in the next couple of days lord that as we are looking at our lives are we really meditating in what you have said or are we just mulling over the problem that we're dealing with lord god do we somehow think lord there's a magic bullet or a magic pill or something out there lord god that's other than what you've already told us from your word that's going to fix our problem or lord are we looking at what you have said Lord, I'm reminded this morning, and I just feel this is for somebody here, uh, that you're in the middle of a battle right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, and, it's, it, and it's working. It's, it's trying to bring fear. And uh, just like Jehoshaphat, they, you know, we always talk about how that they praised the Lord and God did a great victory but the truth is, before they ever praised the Lord, they stopped what they were doing and stood still and looked to heaven. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you, in the midst of this battle you're in, stop looking all around you for answers and start looking to heaven. Look to God and just say, Lord, guide me, show me, help me. I don't know. We don't, as, as Jehoshaphat said, we don't know what to do here in this situation and then you spoke prophetically. And then they responded in faith and praised you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to the hearts of your people, Lord God. You're giving us wisdom and guidance. And so, Lord God, I just absolutely believe we're unlocking hope in our lives. We are not walking around, Lord, with a, with a, a hope that is not certain. We have a, that is... We do not have an uncertain hope. We have a hope that is certain, that is 
in the anchor of Christ Jesus at the throne of God for us. And I thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And all those agreed said, amen. I'm going to ask our prayer team if you guys will come right now and uh, just go ahead and uh, get in your areas to pray here at the altar. And, you know, maybe one of those areas we talked about here this morning, you're just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm struggling. And, uh, you know, these are, our, uh, these are our technicians here. These are people that are trained to help us through, you know, to maybe to even see things we wouldn't, we wouldn't see. We all have our limitations. We all do. And you have to know when it's time to call somebody that knows something more than you do, Right? I mean, I could change the oil on my, but I'll call Bob Miller if something's going on. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to just keep saying, well, I'll just start tearing stuff apart and see what happens. Because you know what? I'm going to call Bob anyways in the end because I'm not going to know how to put it back together, right? So see, we need technicians, people like this here at the altar that can pray with us and believe God with us and stand in faith with us. And you know, maybe one of those things just really hit you, the regulator or the the furnace or the am I putting the word in or maybe you need some verses to help you as you're standing um these guys can help you amen amen Dakota